Welcome to the All Things Reality Podcast. My name's Champagne, and I'm joined with my co-host, Laith, and today we're going to be joined with our very first guest from The Circle. Laith, tell us a little bit about our guest today. All right, so our guest today entered The Circle as himself on day one of the first season of the Netflix reality show. From the start, he had to play from the bottom as he was ranked last in the very first ratings. He was able to take to make a huge comeback, becoming an influencer four times in a row. His social game and close-knit alliance with the eventual winner, Joy, were crucial to his longevity in the circle, where he finished as the runner-up. Please welcome Shubham to the All Things Reality TV podcast. Shubham, what's going on? How are you doing? What's up? I'm feeling rejuvenated. I'm feeling great. That was great, man. I love that summary. Um, Yeah, I'm super excited to talk with you both, so let's go. Super hyped, super hyped to have you. Absolutely. Just a little yeah, backstory. I went to Hearts of Reality um, about a month and a half ago, and I met Shubham. And okay, so actually, I got there Friday. And let me tell you, I was actually so intimidated. I saw you. I saw you at the pool area, like by the bar area. I was so intimidated to talk to you that I straight up avoided you. Like literally not even kidding. And I was like, you know what? Uh-huh. I was like, you know what? Tomorrow I'll have my chance. No, but- and when I went to meet Shubham, um, the line for Shubham was probably like at least 15 people long. Like the, like I'm talking, he had so many fans, like, same like as Sandra Diaz, Sandra Diaz Twine, like his line <laughs> for people was so backed up. I was like, you know what? I have to do this. I have to. I, I just love Shubham. I mean, it was expected. Your line was literally so long. Uh, oh, Champagne, first of all, you're too kind. You're too kind. And I'm so glad we met. I got to say, you were like one of the most, like, <laughs> you were so great to me because I loved like, you had such energy there. I love the like, energy you had with just meeting everyone so else that's great. Literally that was so you. fun you literally have the most energy like even with your voice okay Shubham literally lost his voice I don't know how but it was just completely gone and you literally no I don't know where it left. So it left it did but your voice was at like a 10% I was like oh my god no well hey next year we got Are it you well, going next, next year, year will be better than ever Absolutely, Lath, I'm committing right now. I tried Are you? to get Lath to go with me, and Lath couldn't. But I will be there next year, Lath. Bro, you have to. Come. It was during it's my so finals week. I'm a college student. I'm sorry. I love reality television. I know. Next time, just drop out. Of yeah, the I guess my love for reality so TV does come first before my education. It does. It should first and <laughs> second should. and then finally. You know? And remote, you know. Just say, yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's get into your experience on the circle. So. Before you even got into Absolutely. the your apartment, break us down that casting process because this was the first season of the American version of the show. I don't really know how many seasons of the UK version there are, but had you heard of the show before? And did they tell you exactly what you were getting into when you when you signed up for it? Yeah, absolutely. So the first UK version came out before ours came out. So I knew the premise of the show and I saw a little bit of it. And it was very reminiscent, you know, for all of us reality TV lovers, Survivor, Big Brother, especially the early days of it. And the casting process was, you know, from what I can say, it's like you submit a video or an application or someone, you know, reaches out to you and you make an interview about yourself, who you are, the strategy you would play, um, your beliefs, who annoys you, who do you like, what's your game plan, what type, what do you do for fun, you know? And then it's just a lot of interviews like that. So where people try to get to know you. So, yeah. I want to see your casting, your casting, like, audition tape. I think that would be so funny. Like, Shubham's over here, like, I hate social media. I'm not present. But put me on your show. (laughs) Well, no, that was the, that was the thing also that really intrigued me. I thought, you know, especially for this first season, I thought there were going to be traditional influence. This was just calling card for influencers to, like, prime, like, prime time for them, like, to really play. So I thought it'd be interesting to see how someone like me plays especially like with my views on social media, how extreme they were. So yeah. <laughs> did you know that it was the circle, like the U S version? Did they tell you that specifically when you, yeah, yeah. We knew, we knew it was the circle. Um, so I knew the, yeah, I knew the circle. Yeah. Which is so funny because your social media presence right now, like you're always posting on TikTok, Instagram, you have so many followers. <laughs> I like TikTok. Well, I will say this in my defense, I think social media transformed astronomically before I entered the circle and after just the whole landscape of it. I think where before 
I went on the circle before we filmed it. To me, social media for our age was all about people posting a curated feed of what they wanted to the best. Like it was more like a bragging thing, very filtered where now the algorithms that these tech companies are using, it's very free for all. Mm -hmm. You can make a post and it doesn't have many, it doesn't matter how many followers they have. As long as people engage and like it, it'll go to people. So I think the democratization, but yeah, to answer your question, I still think a lot is wrong with social media, but you're right. I think there's good. I I evolved. I evolved. You did evolve and I love it. I'm here for it. So what drew you to going on The Circle, a show all about reality television, if you were a reality television, or not, I mean, if you were a social media hater prior to going on? Oh, great. Well, hey, listen, great question. You eloquently put it. First of all, (laughs) I'm a huge competitor. I've competed my whole life. I love to play competitions. Grew up on Survivor and Big Brother. I love those games with my passion. Um, So, yeah, I just grew up. I watched like all those shows for 20 years I wanted to play you know I was so close to getting on Survivor a long time ago not a long time ago. why did I not know that story yeah why did I oh well so for so (laughs) when I turned 18 I applied and it was for blood versus water too so my dad and me we made it to the final round of it we didn't get it but whatever happens happens um so yeah it was super fun and uh yeah and then from there to to answer your question about social media Yeah, I thought it was good for someone to not like social media because at the forefront, this was a game about competing, first of all. And then I stayed true to like telling, I told everyone, I told Joey, Sammy in there, I'm like, I hate social media. And Joey's like, bro, I F with that. I hate influencers (laughs) also. So I stayed true to myself, but it was also a competition. So you kind of had to play with what you could, you know, like a sandbox. That's so crazy. You could have been on Blood versus Water too. I know. Oh, it was so hard With to get over. Natalie but you know, I've loved everyone. Oh my gosh. I know. Her and her sister, those are the ones I think. But good for them. You know, I'm happy for them all. So <laughs> that's so crazy. Wait, I gotta know, since we're on this topic, what's your favorite season of Big Brother? What's your favorite season of Survivor? Ooh, Champagne, you're putting me on the spot. Listen, I I have so much love for the whole franchise that is whole. Asking me what my favorite season is, if I watch it multiple times, then something else changes because you watch it a lot. But I have so many favorites of Survivor, Heroes vs. Villains, Kagion. Classic. Micronesia is great. Yes. Pearl, Pearl is great. Um, China's great. You know, I was re-watching a lot of Survivor seasons. So many of my favorite ones had Amanda and James. Those guys were like on all of the Yeah, there are three like, seasons were your three favorite seasons. They were like three of the best. Yeah. Big Brother. Yeah. Um, I like the season where Hayden won a lot. That one oh, was season, season twelve. Rachel, Rachel yeah. Riley's first season. That's a good Rachel one. Rachel Riley. I also liked when she came back in that underdog story was great. Um, who doesn't love a good villain? That evil dick first season. <laughs> what a ride that was. What a ride. <gasps> we love was. a good villain. I love it all. Yeah. That's so crazy. So when you first get into the circle, what's going through your head? What's the first thing you think about to set yourself up for these next Two, three weeks. Yeah, champagne. Great question. Great question. First, <laughs> well, when I was in there, I was like, oh my God, this is it. Game time. Don't screw it up, Shuang, you know? So I'm like, it's game time. I got to make it count. So for me, it was like, because I went in this premise of I hated social media, I kind of had to set it. With setting up your social media profile, I feel like you set a lot of your groundwork for the game in its entirety. The first impression is so important. So I just stayed true to myself, trying to make a really strong profile that represented me. So whatever happens in the game, whatever twists, whatever confrontations or rankings, I could just stay true to myself and I wouldn't have to overthink. Um, and then second is making strong connections with people. On day one, just try to fortify connections with different people along the circle so I can kind of bring people together and then hopefully we can rally the troops, you know? So that was, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, your social game was undeniable. Like, literally everybody loved you. There was oh, not... champagne, too kind. I'm, too I'm kind. speaking facts. Like, literally no one disliked yeah. you. Nobody did. It is a testament. The fact that you started out based off a of first impression where they didn't really get to talk to you in eighth place and then went all the way up to first place twice in a row, second place twice in a row, finishing in second place, that's insane. Like, that is, like, uh, that's... Has anyone in since done four in a row back-to-back influencers like that? I don't think so. Um... I forget what Nick did in season three, but I think Nick did pretty well. I don't know. He did, I, yeah, he did have a lot of influence spots, but I don't think it was 
Yeah, not four straight, not four straight like Shubham. So I think that really is a testament to how good your social game was. Appreciate that. It's kind. A question I have about um, the socializing in the circle. Is there like a limit to the amount of conversations you can have? And are there like conversations that we miss as viewers? Well, I mean, yeah, because like from a narrative perspective, right, you only want to put the conversation, like most of the conversations get in there. But like you also have to think about it from a narrative perspective. You only want to fit the stuff that goes with the storyline like for sure you don't really want to watch a conversation where people are talking about like tacos you know what i mean yeah it, it doesn't so all you got like from the story is it was completely authentic like you saw the storyline play out what actually happened in there um and then in chats right you have to so you request them and then they go through a system of the chat so you just have to say like who do you want to talk to and then you know it gets organized yeah so I'm curious, when did you film this? Because I know it came out on Netflix in 2020. So when did you film The Circle? Yeah, it was a few months prior. So like it was just it was a few months prior in 2019. Um, and then, yeah, January 2020. Yo, yo. <laughs> I literally I love you, Shubham. You're you're so hilarious to me. I love you, though. This is a great. Yeah, this is great. OK, so so then Okay, talk so about back tacos. To that topic oh. of that <laughs> uh, jinx. That was two in a row. Okay, okay yeah. Ask about tacos. Ask about tacos. That was a big topic conversation on the show. <laughs> Talking about tacos. What was I, I'm just curious, what is the food situation? Is it all catered or do you request your own food? Oh, they're great about it. So like everyone who's in charge of like the show and making it so phenomenal. So you put a list of like what stuff you want to like make or cook or just get um for some of us like heavily me like I didn't know how to cook still don't so like I get like microwave oven stuff and bread cereal easy stuff because my thing is here this is my point who wants to play a game and spend like four hours making like a five-star menu you should be focused on your connections in the game you should be focused on making a five-star meal there you go spoken like a true second place Ah, oh, thanks, thanks. <laughs> and then when you're chatting with people, is there like a limit to how many group chats you can make? Like, what's to stop you from making like a bunch of different group chats with like every single person? Because it just seems like the way the show presents it, it's like circle, like make a group chat with this person. Yeah, circle. I mean, well, you have to prioritize it, right? You have to understand like it's part of a game, so you can only request so many. Like, or you know what I mean? It's not like so you have to like go through a system. So you got to prioritize. You got to make each chat count. So you're saying go through a system. Give us a little bit more more detail about that because I'm a little. So... Well, I don't really can't really say anymore to an extent, but like oh, just say like okay. you request stuff and then you know most it goes through and then people are like okay yeah based on how much time we have from a game or like a ranking we have time to fit this in and we can put you know so it, it, it's like that. That's the extent I can say. <laughs> so um, I want to ask you one question I have about specifically Sean. So Sean came in as a catfish. She was uh, her name, stuck. her name, um, and it was her. Everything was her besides her pictures. So that's then, true, bro. That's true. And then two episodes into it, after she arrives, she yeah. suddenly switches to herself um she yeah. she makes that group chat first with just the girls and reveals it and then she reveals it to everybody else by updating her feed so yeah did you would you have any opportunity like that to change your photos or was it just specifically for her how do you think she was able to do that um look i don't know i mean i don't know to my extent again i don't know this like you know the topics i <laughs> but i don't yeah i could change like if you wanted to change photos you can't right like there's so many times in the, the game you can um so yeah okay and then what was your reaction and when you saw that was that like automatically like red flag like i can't trust this girl yeah or... you know obviously that was my, one of the mistakes i made obviously i went there and because i was so you know i have no i'm in the game and it's just me in the room and because of my like huge anti-catfish i'm the hunter you know i'm hunting them one by one <laughs> my senses were so good so when i saw her like i guess like I was just thinking about more of like, oh my God, she's a catfish. Like, this is not, you know, I wish I like really like under, like I knew, I, I really knew how like courageous it was for her to do that. And I have so much respect for her. And I've told her this after the game. And like, I was just so like in my like anti like shark thing, but yeah, I really respected it. It was a really res courageous move on her part. And that, that actually leads to <laughs> something else I wanted to ask you about. 
Um, in terms of like strategy wise, it feels like a lot of the time people are so prioritized about catching a catfish. But in the end of the day, it's not the game isn't catching catfishes. It's about being ranked number one at the end of the game. So how how did you balance a gameplay of okay, I want to get to number one or I want to get out the catfishes? Like how did that come into play for you? Gotcha. Yeah, I've heard this argument a, a little bit, but let me tell you something, Leif. Let's say you're playing with someone and they're a catfish. If they're lying about that. That might be everything else they talk to, to you about. They're not really valuing emotionally. So if they're lying about one thing, why aren't they lying about another thing? And sometimes the catfishes are the most strategic ones. And when you're playing the game, you might want to have more of the emotional ones. Because if you have a good bond and you can feel it, odds are they're going to save you when things get bad. The catfishes are going to look at you as a number. That's it. So what's best for them might not be best for you emotionally. Um, but you're right. In your... in on the other side, you're right. This is a game about getting the troops together, whatever it takes, having the numbers and going through. I just think in this circle, I think a lot of emotion has to be placed in those because if you just play it strategically, I personally think it's tougher to play that angle. But I guess that was my season. You know, other seasons I've just put like two and three, a lot of strategists did well, strategists did well, so. I'm curious, have you ever seen Catfish, the TV show with Neve Shulman? <laughs> I've seen pieces of it like I saw pieces of it and then when our show came off people were talking about so I, I seen like clips on YouTube about it <laughs> yeah I love that show it's so you should you should watch it catfish it's so good uh, oh sure sure uh, yeah. <laughs> not the shark <laughs> not the shark shark's always ready <laughs> Oh so God. another question about the format of the game. Um, we saw another player, Ed. He brought in his mom with him into the circle. Edward! Uh, yeah. So for you, was it like when you're in that casting process or pre-production process, when you're choosing whether you want to go in as a, as a catfish or go in as yourself or bring in someone with you, Do you every, does everybody have those options? Or is it more like, like how, how do you come to the decision to go in as Yeah, yourself? everyone has their options about how they want to play the game and then they go through the process. For me, it was always like, you know, with my social media beliefs, I was like, I wanted to come in myself and let's see what happens. Yeah. And I know you had like your, your, uh, what do you call those? Like the ping pong pads and the ping pong. Oh pads. yeah. Champagne. Keep the, yeah. I, first of all, I love ping pong. I love tennis. Love it all. But what else? Play. We'll play. We'll no, play. No, for real. I, I mean, you would, you would kill me, but I, I'd be up for the challenge. You never know. You never know. <laughs> so you never what? underestimate what else did you what else could you bring into the circle or was it you only had one to two things you could bring in no you can bring whatever you want you know you just have to you know go through the the steps um yeah for me i had the ping pong i had like a my journal for like i made graphs in the first season to like come up with the rankings i had like this big shakespeare book which i never read because i was so in in the game um what else did i have I know I had some other stuff. Forget, but that's what I'm thinking right now. Yeah. And so when there was downtime, what did you do to like keep yourself occupied? Because I feel like there is a lot of downtime. Not as much as you think. Because like, there's like, think about it. The game is so fast. There's chats, there's rankings, there's eliminations, there's games. You're then in between the downtime, right? You have three meals, right? Two to three meals a day um where you have to make food and eat it and then like besides that you're just thinking about the game and doing like I'm just trying to stay focused like that's what my thing is I just didn't want to take a vacation until this game ended it was so fun but I didn't want to keep my mind off till this was done when this is done we'll we'll party you know <laughs> yeah yeah and did you have I know there's like the circle chat opening and circle chat closing but when it comes to like direct messaging people making group chats were you limited to a certain time of day or and what was that time no, of all like? throughout the day all throughout 24 7 well all throughout the day you know like not yeah 24 7 oh, yeah <laughs> and were you like required to wake up by a certain time like would they like play music like i know big brother plays music for the house guests at like 9 a.m to wake oh, up. oh that's funny did they do, yeah i mean did yeah people we would usually wake up i'd wake up like at a set time like a little bit earlier than they would wake us up but yeah Shubham wakes up at 5 a.m. every every morning. <laughs> try to, try to. <laughs> I could see it. I could see it. You seem like an early bird. I don't know. That's just that's You just too, me. you too. <laughs> and when it comes to like the building that you guys were staying in, did the hallways actually look like that or what? Like like or and were there other people living in this apartment complex or was it specifically for the filming of the show? No, the I building, know you guys just... Yeah, the building was for the show. 
Okay, okay, because you guys are based in London, correct? But they, they, the B roll footage that they use is Chicago. Um, so what was what was that like? The process of living in that building? Are you guys like right next to each other? Like break down what you can tell us about that building and like the the physicalness of the circle. It's a great building. Okay. <laughs> so are you guys like back to back, or do you have like space? No, 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 no. It's like each floor is floors. That, you know, it's like different floors and. But that's I see. So you're on one floor and then everyone else is kind of like spread out, right? Yeah. Okay. So were you allowed to talk um, about specific ranking strategies with players? Like, were you allowed to get alliances to all rank specific people in specific no, places? You, you, um, no, that's why you never saw anyone say like, yo, let's put this person seventh or something. But a lot of it is like, if we're saying like, what do you think of the new person? What do you think of that? So like a new person, it's like, oh, what do you think of this new person? And then the other person's like, you know, I would be like, let's say like me and Sammy were like, oh yeah, they're cool, but I just feel really close to the OGs, AKA knock them out, you know? True. So after the rankings, were you al- you weren't allowed to talk about the rankings, right? Like, oh, I ranked this person. No, no, no. Gotcha. So all like anonymous. Anonymous, yeah. <laughs> and then so we saw you become an influencer four times back to back. So walk us through what was your mindset going into that first time as the influencer um, when I believe that was with Chris when you blocked Antonio. So what was that oh, like for that you? So sad. So sad. Um, yeah, I don't know. For me, it felt like the most of the game for me felt like fight or flight. Like, it really felt like my back was against the wall from day one. Like, being eighth place in the beginning of the game, of a game that I have so much love and respect for, like, being a huge reality TV competition guy myself. So, like, immediately, knowing how quick this game is, I'm in fight or flight. So, I'm doing everything I can, make every chat, everything. Just let these people understand who I am to change that up. So, when I got the first influencer, I just thought, oh, my God, eighth to first. I don't even, what just happened? Like, how does this happen? But I'm like... You know, I got to make the right choice emotionally. I got to trust my gut because I was really at that fight or flight. I was playing very emotional, but rational. So I think it was just like just making this count because now that I know I was at eighth, I'm like, this could end any second. So really start to take control of what I can. I'm genuinely surprised that nobody tried to get you out. Like I genuinely am because you were influencer four times in a row. Like I would have seen that as like a huge threat. So I'm I'm curious. No one took a shot at you. Like they they kept. I know. I thought someone would take a shot at me too. That's why I was so scared the whole time. I thought the first moment I didn't get influencer, I'd be. But looking back and just the relationships, I think what happened is like from the beginning of the game when I was influencer. I, the people I built the closest bonds to were the people in the circle, like Sammy, Rebecca, Joey, um, Chris, like these people, I had their back and it wasn't just me telling these people I have their back. I was showing it consistently through my actions of saving them. So I think that just reinforced like, okay, if Shuby's here, we know we're safe because we have a mutual trust connection and alliance. Um, but you're right, Champagne, like I was super scared people were going to take shots at me. That's why I viewed a lot of the new players as threats, because I thought they're coming in the game. Who would they target? I thought they would target the people who were influencers, which is me, which is why I tried to target right back at them. No, we love a good villain. And I feel like there are literally like no villains out here. Like, I don't know if I were in that position. I don't know, Shuby. I might have tried to get you out because I would have seen that. Yo, as- man, don't say that. I don't want- Are we going to war? <laughs> Literally, I'm like, Shuby or $100,000. Like, I, I probably would have tried to get you out, but no one was a villain. Ever- like, it sure, no, I understand. And you weren't. I don't even think it's a villain. Away. I just think, I just think, it- I don't even think it's a villain to think like that. It's just more like, um, you're thinking to win the game, you got to shake it up. Like, at that mm-hmm. point. Like, I think, yeah. So you had a really tight relationship with Joey. We saw that that was like a locked in sure. duo right there. Hell but yeah. then you also kind of had basically that final five 
was it outwardly an alliance, the people that you went to the final five with? Because you guys were all originals together. You mentioned earlier how you guys, all of the original people would allude to targeting the newer people. And you said <laughs> yourself that it benefited you more well, to love. take out those newer people. <laughs> Did you have like an unspoken or spoken alliance with those five people? Because it wasn't right. really as clear on our TV as it was in later seasons when we have alliances, even yeah. say season three. Well, I will say this. I think the final five had such emotional connections with each other. Like there were so many webs of genuine connection, like me, Sammy, Joey, Joey, Sammy, Chris, Rebecca, Chris, Sammy, um, Rebecca, Sammy, Rebecca, Joey. Like, so we all just really genuinely connected with each other in that game. And we, we were through this experience together from beginning to end. So as we saw the game unfold really quickly, I think you're right. It wasn't outwardly said, but we could just feel it through the screen. Like, guys, what's best for all of us is I really like you guys. You really like me. There's a deep connection. Let's just stick this together and anyone, you know, and that's it. Let's just, we can lock it in right now. So that's what, you know, so that way. Yeah. I feel like the OG people almost have an advantage because you're there longer and you're able to create like better connections being there so long. That's why I feel like it's almost a disadvantage to come into the game late (laughs) in a way. Well, like in our season, like if I versed myself and I was the OG, like I would definitely have to play. Like if you're a new person, you'll have to play a different game, I think. But I will say though, like UK season two, I don't know if you guys saw that. One of my I favorite haven't. seasons. Oh, what? It's so good. Definitely see it. I'll watch it. Has, it. I, I trust your opinion. In my yeah, opinion, recommendation, I'll watch right after we're done recording. Oh, this. please do. In my <laughs> opinion, season two UK have has such a great cast and it has some of the it has probably the best villain of the Circle franchise. And oh. you have the clash of the traditional hero and the villain and them just going after each other. It was, the cast is compelling, great season. But uh, what was your question again? Sorry, it was like, oh, a new person. I just think a new person, new people can win. They've won before and we'll, in season two of the UK. I think season three of the UK. You just have to, I think you have to, like you said, Champagne, you really have to have like a, you have to be like, you have to understand your situation and you can't be like shy about what you have to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious about the goodbye messages as, as you would say. So Antonio chose not to really out Mercedes for being a catfish in the goodbye videos, oh, yeah. but are you allowed to really out someone or just give like kind of like a hint or a message? Yeah. I think you're supposed to make it more about the goodbye and, if you're like suspect of someone, you can do that. Um, so I think with Antonio, where he said he visited Catfish, I think a lot of us just like, we're kind of doing the backwards math. Like, okay, the person he visited Catfish, he didn't visit me. So he probably didn't visit the other influencer, Chris. Him and Joey hated each other. So they're not going to visit each other. So then I'm thinking, Sammy, he didn't really have a connection. With so Mercedes is a Catfish then. So like, Yeah. <laughs> And so Mercedes, it was kind of a consensus from the people from the cast that Mercedes was a catfish. I feel like, I thought, um, yeah. and was that really like the the thing that drove everybody to be like, yeah, like she's she's a catfish. Like it's it's Mercedes for sure. No, I think her first photo was a filter. So my first chat with Seaburn, I don't know if you guys remember, she asked me like, which of the girls do you think is fake? And I said, I think Mercedes is a catfish because she's using a filter photo. So she's already filtering herself. Maybe it's like psychologically, she's a catfish. and She's not feeling sound with her photos. So from that angle, also I had chats with her and there was something motherly I felt with her Mercedes that didn't match the photos there. So the mental model I had of Mercedes was not that. But yeah, I will say Antonio and Mercedes, like, Getting rid of those two, those were two of the toughest ones for sure to get rid of. I was thinking the same thing as you, Shubham. With Mercedes, I was like, why is her picture so filtered? Like, I feel like that's such a clear cat. Yeah, exactly. If I were to go in the game, you want like a very, uh, like not intimidating profile, kind of like no makeup, friendly. And I I thought the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. (laughs) I was like, why? Oh wow, that? the light. <laughs> Did you see that? Spirit of Mercedes. It's the ghost yeah, of Mercedes. Yeah, I was like, I was like, why is her picture so filtered? So that would have stuck out as a red flag like immediately to me. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I think a lot of the groundwork is important for setting up a good profile. 
Okay. And then talking about catfishes right now, the only other really big catfish of the season was was Rebecca, a.k.a. Seaburn. My sister, yeah. (laughs) So by the end of the season, by the finale, or a couple episodes before the finale, when you guys had, like, that anonymous, like, hashtag game, people were calling her out. Oh, yeah. So did you think at that point that Seaburn slash Rebecca was a catfish, or what were your thoughts on that going up to the finale? I... Did not think Rebecca, my sister, was a catfish. <laughs> like, um, for me, Charlie's mom didn't see that yeah, one. <laughs> but, um, and obviously, like, yeah, I didn't see she was a catfish. And I, and the thing about say, everyone was coming after her saying she's playing those shy, like, she's playing that one dimensional shy thing. And I, I personally didn't see that. But then I guess, yeah, I didn't see that. I you're think so maybe here's my. You're so innocent. No, but here's I had with Rebecca were a lot different than the chats she was having in group chats or other people. Like, we were actually chatting about stuff, hobbies. Like, she was talking about sword fighting. I was talking about Marvel. We were talking about, like, day-to-day Boston. So I actually knew her, whereas in the group chat, she was saying really platitude stuff, like, my heart hurts and all that. Um, But then, I don't know, when you're really close to someone, you're definitely going to ignore a lot of the flags that other people see. I think that's general human psychology. Um, And it was alarming for sure, because I definitely did not like what was happening towards there. Because at that point, it's like, we need the core to solidify. If there's all this infighting, I don't like this. I don't like how it's coming down to this. So it was very alarming, to be honest. Yeah, you did not see through that at all. Like, I was like, come on, come on, Shubham. But we didn't also see it from your perspective either. So I'll give yeah. you that. Well, and I think my thing was more importantly from a high level is I liked Rebecca, who are like, and I liked the other people. And for me, I'm like, there's no point for us to be coming after each other inwards. We got to stay united because we're so close to the end. Like, this doesn't make sense to fight right when Ed and Sean are here and let one of them, you know, and take us out. So I was like, you seemed like really, I don't know, from what I saw, it seemed like you were really disappointed when you saw Rebecca was Seaburn. Like, what were you actually thinking when <laughs> that happened? Because you were like, I mean, like, we- I was, <laughs> no, okay. first of all, she's my sister, like, one of my rider dies, loved Seaburn in real life, loved Rebecca in the game, it was great. What a great friend, the sister, and like, my thing is, we played this game from beginning to end I was shocked so it was more like just shock right because like I'm like what is happening I guess first thing I was thinking is like oh my god I'm so I'm like shaken have you seen Hunger Games yeah so you know the second movie where Katniss Cinna they kill her right kill him right before she goes into the games Mm -hmm. that's how I thought I was just so shocked like frazzled (laughs) but when I saw him I was like wait Seaburn had my back with the rankings every time he was putting me first or second had my back in every chat he told me to. A lot of the interests he said or she said were true to who he is. So what does it matter at that end of the day? So in terms of Sharky Shubham, the catfish hunter, I definitely evolved. So you couldn't catch you couldn't catch Rebecca. Hey, well, you know, we caught some others though. <laughs> yeah, you did for sure. So when so the first thing you said though was Joey. So did you have an inkling? that Joey was a catfish, if that was your first guess out of the five. No, that was an automatic pseudo name. I mean, I guess, like, (laughs) I thought out of the four of us, I was like, I don't even know where I came up with this. I was like, statistically, someone's got to be a catfish. One or two people, like, statistically. And then people like, where's your statistics coming from? There's no precedent. I'm like, I don't know. But anyways, so I thought out of the five, I thought Chris might have been a catfish because Chris was great, and I love Chris in and out of the circle but in the game there were points where I felt he was he was playing like he was really positive but I felt like it wasn't as I felt I didn't know who his true like his one or two was after Mercedes left I didn't know who his first or second person were so to me I felt like maybe he is a catfish because he's playing that angle and he had a filter photo the first one as well same as Mercedes so there's I thought Sammy could have been because there was one point where Sammy, one of her photos was completely inconsistent from the photos she was putting yeah. out. So I just thought maybe she's having an cr- identity crisis in the circle and she's showing a different side. So I was thought, you know, how great, like, Sammy is the catfish. And then, so those two, I thought, if there were, it was Chris and Sammy. 
then I really didn't think Sammy. I really didn't think Joey. But then I was thinking Joey was all about genuine, straight up. I'm Italian. I'll say it to your face. What a biggest, amazing catfish that would have been to pull that off where you are a catfish, but you're also playing the complete, I mean, you know, 1,000% honesty. I'll say, let's go. So I thought maybe, but I really didn't think. So when Rebecca came, it was like a fight or flight, Joey. <laughs> I, I agree That's with you. With Chris, I couldn't tell who his number one and number two is. I feel like kind of like in Big Brother, yeah. he was playing like a floater game. Like he was friends with everybody and everyone liked him, but it was kind of like you didn't know where his – allegiances were you didn't know what is exactly and that's where I think the mistake Chris made I think he played a good first half but when Mercedes left he really should have started solidifying like you're my number one like you know I'm in your like ride or die he did good I just think Chris could have been in a really powerful position towards the end had he really solidified with some of us in there like I would have loved to really be like that with Chris but I didn't know so if you don't know if someone's not putting you first they might as well just be putting you last so like for me I'm like I, I think that's why a lot of us had Chris like at three or four in rankings, right? Because we didn't know if we were their number one. So you can't put a one on someone because depending on who Chris is influencer with, he might like me a lot. And I don't think he ever would, but depending on who the other influencer is, the compromise might be someone on the middle for both of them. And then someone like me or Joey, who could be the middle of someone like that, we could go even though we were close with them. So that's why it's kind of like very important to, I don't know. I, that's what I think. But Chris is a phenomenal player. He played a great Big Brother game in there. I just think in the circle, I think it would have helped a little bit if he prioritized like one or two. But he did really well overall. I agree. I think he's someone that could be easily swayed or kind of be like a flip-flopper where it was like if someone else right. was influencer, he could flip or – you know what I mean? So I, I agree with you. Yeah, I think Chris played a really great strategic game and he kind of knew he read the house circle really well. So, yeah, it's just – it was a little alarming just because like – if depending on if someone's combined with someone, you never know who they're going for. But I was, me and Chris had a great bond, so I don't think Chris would have ever, you know, I think I would have always been chilling. So I'm curious, did you ever maybe have an inkling, like maybe I do want to become a catfish? And if you did, who would you have catfished? No, I just wanted to play as myself because it was like with my thesis. Um, I guess at the time, like if I wanted to catfish, um, I probably wanted to be like an older person. <laughs> like, like, I thought like that your been dad, fun. like catfish as your dad or something like that. Yeah, be my dad. That would have been great. Or like, like someone like a Gandalf character, like giving wisdom to people. That's why season two of UK is so great. There's someone like that, Tim. Um, Do you think you would have pulled it off though if you were an older person? I actually think in that season I would have for sure. Because there were no older people who were owning up to being older in season one. So to have someone there to play the older figure would have, I feel like it would have been a new relationship for a lot of people there. And they would have, I think that I could have done pretty well. I'm pretty, you know, you play the best with the cards. So that. And is there anybody that you had a huge suspicion that was a catfish that didn't end up being a catfish? I know you mentioned Sammy or Chris potentially. Were those the ones that you really thought could have been catfish? I didn't really think they were, but I'm just saying if there had to be a catfish, maybe lightly them. I didn't think they were, but you never know. Uh, I would say there were parts of Chris just with the catfish filter, um, but I didn't think so ultimately. Oh, I thought Miranda was a catfish. Yeah, I thought Miranda was a catfish. Sure, her profile was very catfish vibes. Yeah, I, I love Miranda. I just felt <laughs> the mistake she made in that game is the same mistake Adam made, where to their respect, I, I understand the rationale. I, I understand why it could have worked. I just think they were playing the flirt, heavy flirt card, that that dimension. So I thought, in my opinion, catfishes would play more towards like not a multi-dimensional, but one, like kind of like stay in those lanes, like flirtation, surface level stuff. But they did have other surface, like deep stuff. I just thought that's, I thought Miranda was a catfish for sure. And then you mentioned Adam slash Alex um, with that whole aroused line. What Was it like obvious to you guys that he was a catfish or was it like just like he was just like a weird guy who was just super horny? Like, what did you guys think from your... <laughs> I love Alex in real life. I thought the first... When he first came in with those puppy photos, the beach photo, I remember, like, we had a group chat. I'm like, 
And it was actually me, Miranda, Joey. I forget if it airs, but it was like first impressions. And I was like in my head, I'm like, this guy is a catfish for sure. And then I think I forget who said it. Someone's like, he looks majorly thirsty. Someone's got to get this thing. <laughs> so I think we all we wanted to give him a chance. And then I guess I thought he was a catfish. And then I talked to him and he told me how he was struggling to fit in. And he was trying to connect and flirt as like a fight or fight like thing. And so then I thought he was real. But then he turned out to be a catfish anyway. <laughs> So some people play the flirt game. Some people play like the motherly game. What did you feel like you, what category did you feel like you kind of fit into? Ooh, that's a great question, Champagne. I think looking back at it, and I guess, I think if you're playing yourself, it's always good to play who you are. And so I think for me, I played the younger brother role for sure. Like, I think I played that like in all my relationships, it was, that's who I am. Right. So it was very authentic to me. So I definitely think I played the younger brother role for sure. But I also, Were you? also think on the other side, I also had to play the leader role because I had to make so many decisions and of keeping the group intact. So I think it was the younger brother, but at the same time I had to play like that ultimately like that leader thing during the decisions. Because weren't you the youngest one, if I'm correct, right? Because you were 23 when you played. I think Ed was around my age. Ed was, I okay. think Ed might have been younger, but, you know. Their average age was like 40-something, though, because of his mom, though. So as a player yourself, <laughs> yeah. you were you were the, the average youngest. But well, so do you feel like... legend. No, yeah, Tammy. No hate to Tammy. I love her. She was one of my favorites on the show. But um, do you feel like you had an advantage being 23 in a game based around social media where we grew up on social media compared to people who might have not had that uh, advantage growing up that you did? That's a great question. I think, think in that regard, yeah. Because, like, being literate, like, being able to kind of, like, quickly write stuff, I think it's more about just being quick-witted. Like, you have to be able to carry a conversation automatically in there, um, like, really quick. But yeah, I think yeah, being a little more well-versed in social media, I could pick up some of the nuances there, for sure, that an older person might struggle with. But on the other side, an older person, I think they're more unique in the game. So you can really play that angle really well. And like people will look at you as unique, you know? So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Ed went on the challenge. I don't know if you're allowed yeah. to release this, but would you go on any other reality TV shows? Or did you... I love, the, the more the merrier the more the merrier love reality tv so let's see let's see so have you have you received any calls to attend to appear on any other the more the merrier the more the merrier oh, okay. hey but i was saying you guys should definitely go for real. I feel like you both would kill it so we've applied Shubham. they don't want us no keep yeah, doing it so <laughs> They don't, they don't want us no you just got to right once you know what i mean you got to keep applying no matter what the Lathan and I, we're gonna we're gonna apply to the Amazing Race. You you should apply to the Amazing Race with Joey or someone. Yeah, hey, maybe we'll see you guys on the race there. It'll be good. Oh, <laughs> could oh. you imagine? Yeah, you guys keep <laughs> no, actually, I take that back. I want to be Shubham's partner. I <laughs> hey, I we'll kill like it. We'll so get the dub. I feel like you would be All right, so I'm good. I'm, I guess I guess that's my cue to leave. Oh no, bro. Don't... <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, we're gonna ask. So, okay. So in the circle, you guys have those like anonymous games, right? Like that's like I feel like clearly something to stir the pot up. Oh, yeah. um, did you ever see like that you had an opportunity to throw some shade someone's way? Or but you seem like a super nice person. I feel like I, I don't know if that's your vibe, but like, did you ever see that as an opportunity that you could take advantage of? You're right. Those anonymous games were really because I think in the circle, it's like everyone's saying stuff in the group chats. But then everyone really is like, dude, no one actually feels this way. We can all, there's, there's two, there's always two chats. There's the one people are typing and then there's the unofficial one everyone's actually thinking. And you can kind of think what everyone's actually feeling. So you're right. The anonymous game is really where people can really throw people down and really start to go for alliances, really showcase powerhouses, go after catfishes. Um, for me, there was an opportunity with Mercedes where she got attacked. Where she got attacked by everyone. I don't know if you guys remember that chat where everyone mm-hmm. was saying like, was it a hashtag, hashtag game, right? Antonio visited you. So I could have said like, 
a catfish, but I, I just said like I was like I don't know. I was like, I'm, we wanted I to see said, you throw shade. I, I want to see a little no, I, character. My thing is like everyone was gonna come after Mercedes, and my thing is if everyone's going after someone, it's like I don't want to throw in on that. If anything, it made me want to save her at that point. To be honest, wait, like, pause. And I, I almost did. I almost, I tried to. Sorry, I remember something. This just clicked. So, Leith, have you ever seen Sequester? Uh, I saw, like, the Survivor one where they had, like, Survivor players. I never watched, like, the real one. No. Okay. If I remember right, 100% Shubham was on, like, a Sequester mini, right? So, I got owned, though. I got owned. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So, Shubham was on a Sequester mini, and I remember... Everyone was throwing out Shubham, Shubham's name. They're like, we need to get Shubham out. We need to get Shubham out. And then Every time. You, would, you would be in a room and people would be like, okay, Shubham, if it's not you, who else Who else should we vote out? And you would be like, I, know, I don't know. know. I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. We're like, Shubham, save yourself. Yeah. That's too nice. No, You're you know nice. what it is? I think there was a fault with that sequester game online. Because my thing is that game rewarded people from for, lo- for looking at the top of the screen for those green icons. So in many places, people were working on building relationships or like genuine connections or alliances. You had people like this in the first, like all the sequester bots were like this. And they had like scripts on their computer. And then, you know, I just did. I thought there were many aspects of sequester. I think it's a great game. I just, you know, okay, I guess that's the yeah. But anyways, yeah, I got owned it. <laughs> I should have, yeah. You'll, I you'll like say it. something like super negative and be like, ah, oh, but they're so awesome. I love them. I just didn't think I needed to throw a name at that point because I thought I had a great alliance. I was aligned with the big brother people and some of the survivors. And I thought, I'm like, this is great. We're rallying them up. I got, I got um, Wentworth on my side, Jessica from Big Brother. I got these powerhouses. I'm chilling. So I thought, I thought all the big targets were united and all of a sudden, like, some wacky move got me out, and it was super sad, but YOLO, dude, YOLO. But great Too game, nice. I know shame. I'm- Too nice. Happens. Wait, speaking of Wentworth, I for, I love Kelly. Who who are your favorite Survivor players, and who are your favorite, like, Big Brother players? Do you have, like, a favorite or a couple favorites? Oh, that's a great question. I think for Survivor and Big Brother, because I've watched them for so long, I just have so many favorite Survivor and Big Brother players. I have so much love for them all, first of all. Like, every single player. I'm like, playing the game is so amazing. So I got love for all of them in that regard. But just to name, like, a few, I guess. I loved Russell, Ozzy, Parvati, James, and man, I'm throwing all the mainstream shame. Wentworth was great. Spencer was great. Um, Yeah, I have so many favorites. I'm sure, like, all my favorites are like half of the people, most of them, everyone I love. Big Brother, Enzo was dope. Evil Dick was great. Rachel Riley, Brendan. Um, yeah, I have so many. Have oh, you ever um, met them in person? Yeah, I met. So Rachel and Brendan actually came to my one of my university classes before, like a long time ago. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. They were like, so, so uh, I saw them and I was like, wow, dude, these guys are legends because they were huge. And Big Brother, the, these guys are huge in reality TV. So I'm like, wow, this is sick. So like, if anyone has any questions afterwards, you want to talk? So I was like, I was like, because this was right. So I, okay, just to like fast forward. So this was like right after, um, I think, yeah. So the, I was telling them, I was like, telling them about my Survivor thing. I'm like, dude, you know, I almost got on Survivor and I was like, in your experience, do they like, is it hard to get on once you almost get on? Like, no, you got to keep applying. I was like, oh my God, Rachel, Brendan, I love you both. Let's go. And then, then they saw the circle and I met up with them at like the Winners at War premiere, which was so fun. Rob had a pod. You guys should go to those. The Rob has a podcast, but it was like a concert. I met Rachel and Brendan there and we linked up. It was great. Oh my god! Everyone loves cool. you, Shuby. You like you. You can't. You can't not like anyone. Oh, you're too kind. But yeah, it was great meeting them. It was hella great. What did you go to school for? Because I know you worked as a coming into the circle. You were a VR graphic designer. Yeah, VR engineer. Yeah, well, I was an econ- VR engineer. Sorry, VR engineer. Economic. Uh, my master's was in, is part time software engineer. So yeah. Oh, cool, cool. Do you yeah, still we, work in in engineering like that yeah, now? Or tech, are you yeah. still more time? Yeah, I work in tech. I work in product. So I don't do development, but I do products now, product management, yeah. 
Cool, cool. Wait, so I'm curious. You mentioned that you ran for governor of California. Explain about that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was so fun. I mean, my thing is, like, I was like, you only had to be 18 and get 75 petitioned signatures to get on the ballot. And I thought this was a great way. I had some tech platforms I really wanted to enact that I felt weren't being focused on that could benefit all people. And I thought it would be a great learning experience to meet a lot of people and learn about the, the, the political system. So I learned a lot, met a lot of great people. You know, it was good. It was great. No regrets. And I didn't get last, by the way. Second to last. Second to last. Second yeah. to last. That's so, that's so weird. Like, I, like, would you, would you do it again? Like, would you, would you try to like run for governor? I don't know about governor. Cause in California, you need a lot of money to make a viable platform. Um, so maybe one day, but I love politics. I think there's a huge, I think there's a huge area for a lot of tech platforms to really benefit all people. And especially, I think there's a lot of tech that could be for help in a positive way. So definitely down the future, you never know. Would love to maybe take a shot. Let's see, you know? That'd be too funny. I can't. Like, literally, Shubham, that'd be too funny. That'd be fun. (laughs) I remember we were at Hearts of Reality and I was hanging out with Alia and Mark. And then Mark was on, like, Facebook or something. Do you remember this? We were on Facebook and then he was scrolling, and there was literally an ad of shoe bomb. Oh, shoes! Do you remember that? <laughs> what? Like, there was like, he was just scrolling through Facebook, and an ad popped up, and it was literally like shoe bomb's face, like literally promoting something. And we like, we were like, shoe bomb, what is this? <laughs> no, it was a LinkedIn because I'm in the, you know, I was in the Bay Area, like so it's for tech. It was like a LinkedIn photo for like a print. Com- I was like, this is sick. And they're paying people for photos. So I did this years ago, like years, and I never found it. And then after the circle, people started sending me like, wow, it's popping up. You should do more ads. You should do more ads. All you had to do was submit your LinkedIn profile picture and you got paid for it? Is that no, no, no. So it was a, it's not a, it's not like an influencer ad. It was more like a print photo. Like it was like for their product. So I probably went to like San Francisco. They had like warehouses, like for the production. I went there and I took a photo. So I was like. <laughs> and the then i show up years later it pops up <laughs> what was the product or service what did you say just for linkedin as a whole i don't know somehow oh, oh for the linkedin company okay cool cool but champagne killed it there that was great what, yeah, what remember, the fight? remember the fight at hearts of reality yes i didn't get to witness it but i heard about that were you did you, you miss it you missed tell us about it tell us the fight I, tell us about I, the fight i, I heard what you about saw. it because i remember lauren ashley beck was telling me about the fight and i was like what what happened what happened yeah well yeah i don't know all the facts but i feel like just to be fair to all parties probably offline we'll you know we could continue that mm, okay yeah. yeah for sure um okay and then so do you think looking back on your experience on the circle do you wish you had done anything differently is there anything else you would have done differently in the future no look a lot of people tell me like shoe bomb you know at the end of the game you could have won if you tanked sammy and joey and like you could have and i was like oh you're right like season one winner look at that you know what i mean but for me listen i told everyone in the beginning and through my casting i said if i stay myself i could you know It'll be sad, but if I go out night one, so be it. You know what I mean? What happened, happened. I played that game as hard as I could. I made genuine bonds with people, with me. And I played that game as hard as I could, so I had no regrets. None. You know what I mean? No regrets. Yeah. Go ahead and look at it, because if you ever have too many regrets. Yeah, you don't want to over... If you play this game and you overthink it, I think... From what I hear, a lot of Survivor players do that, where they overthink a lot of decisions later. So they talk about post-game. I just think... That's why when you play these games, to you two, when you play, whatever game show, because I honestly I honestly think you both will get on. I really do. I'm not just saying that. When you guys get on, honestly, make it count. Like, trust your gut and take whatever shot you can right now. Think after it's over. You know what I mean? Because they go quick. So just mm-hmm. take the shots when you can. We'll be chilling, you know? So you were influencer multiple, multiple times. And don't be humble. Did you – I – I thought you were going to win the game. I thought you were. But in your head, did you, where did you think that final ranking was? Where did you like legitimately think you were? Because you did come influencer like four times in a row. So did you, did you think you were number one? Well, 
Well, the final ranking where it said you're all voting for a winner, the fact that Ed was in there, Ed was voting for the winner. So there were six of us. And the fact that I kind of, me and Ed had a chat before where I was telling him, you know, I think you should show Rebecca more positivity instead of going guns blazing at her. So <laughs> the fact that, and we were at the end of the game, so I thought maybe any strategic thinking, I'm the clear threat, so you're going to tank me. In my opinion, Ed had no shot, I thought, to win the game. Oh, yeah. Rebecca had thought because I ranked her really high, but when everyone sussed her out at the final game, there's no way you could win following that. Chris played a good game to the end, but at that point, because he didn't have people who were putting him as number one or two, I think that's what we were talking about earlier, where you really have to prioritize those connections and make it clear. I think there was no chance Chris was going to win at the end. So to my opinion, at the end, it was a three-person race between me, Sammy, and Joey. I think all three of us really thought it was down to us three. So I thought it was like a coin flip of out of the three of us, who's going to win. I actually thought Sammy, Sammy had a slight edge over me and Joey. So Sammy was kind of going to win towards the end. So that's who I thought. I thought Sammy, but I thought it was an even race between the three of us. I thought I thought it was between you, Joey, and Sammy as well. But I was rooting for you. I'm not even just like saying that to like. Oh, no, I genuinely thought I genuinely thought you were gonna win. <laughs> and so, did you have a strategy going into that final ranking? Because you said you you people have told you, oh, you should have tanked Sammy or Joey, the people that were your base competition, yeah. or were you generally just going off like vibes? Is that like what you did going into it? Um. No, okay, for me, it was like, look, I knew strategically, I had all the rankings placed, I had graphs the whole game, I knew, if I put Joey six, I put Sammy five, season one, winner, what up, you know, let's celebrate, champagne, bottles, turn the F up, but for me, I'm like, this is not right, I've been with Joey, Sammy, Rebecca, Chris, from the beginning of the game to the end, I'm going to rate it true to myself because I don't care about winning at the end. I played the game as hard as I could. And to be fair, here's the, here's the thing I will say. You're too nice. Six people. You're too nice. No, but Champagne, here's the thing I will defend myself. Six people are voting for a winner. All six of those people are still in the game. I thought I didn't have a chance because I was the clear threat. So I thought everyone's tanking me. So I might as well vote honestly anyways because I didn't think I – I thought Sammy or Joey would edge it out, but I thought I have a shot if I rank them at the end. Um, but I put Ed at the end. I put Ed at the bottom because I was like, you know, I thought he was only there for a little. He came after Rebecca. I got a defender. She's at the bottom. But yeah. So You know what's, it really confused me how they just blocked Ed, but they didn't do anything else after that. Like, what was the point of that? If he was still a part of the final rankings, they just blocked him so he just wouldn't be like a part of it at the end. I just, yeah, that was like. He didn't, if he didn't vote, I've worked it out. If he didn't work, if he didn't vote, I would have, um. I believe I would have won the game if he didn't have that final. So vote. what's the point? I don't understand why they even blocked him. Like at that point, it's like just bring either bring him in. No, I mean, I mean it makes sense to me because I think look for the consistency of the game, it was the five of us. That was it. Mm-hmm. So to have them at the end, it would have been more about like them catfishing as a duo. So I would say the mm-hmm. argument is at the table. It would have been so much on them. Whereas they okay, that makes sense. A lot of the bulk of the decision making and the circle is all about twists. You never know. And I think it's kind of funny. They vote and then they're out. It's super sad because I love them both, but it's... <laughs> okay, so I'm curious. You were literally secluded. I I don't know if I could have done, like secluded in this hotel building room. Okay, you were allowed to go up to the hot tub. Was there any other places that you were allowed to go or was it just that in the hot tub? Yeah, like the roof and then gym time. Gym time? So is it like prison where you have like 30 minutes allotted at a certain time to go lift or like what, how does, how does that Oh dude, I thought it was the dream. I was like to play the game, a game I love so much. This was heaven. So I loved it. I'll play a thousand days of that, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean like, was there like a certain like allotted time that you had like- You request it, you request it. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. You did all those push-ups. You didn't, you didn't need the gym. Exactly, champagne. Yeah, facts. We did them. We did them. <laughs> it was funny because you watch it back and you're the only one doing push-ups. Like everyone's like, let's have a contest. And you're was so genuinely shocked. just going at it. I was so shocked, but we won. I still think in my defense, if we all did push-ups, I still would have won. No. For sure. They were scared of you. That's why. No, because I was going to like, look, my thing is I play, I play a lot of like tennis and frisbee growing up so i'm really 
like I'm very athletic and endurance wise. So I think I could have honestly beat them all, but who knows? So, so the challenge, are we up for <laughs> I think you, it's a good show. Wait, do you watch the challenge? I'm curious. I don't watch it like Survivor Big Brother. I mean, I so I've seen the clips and I see where like if there's like good moments, I'll see it. But I haven't watched it. I've heard great stuff about it though. Okay. And obviously with Ed going on, I, I tried to see a little more. Um, but yeah. So what advice do you have for fans that want to play the circle one day? What advice do you have for me? Because I'm trying to get on. <laughs> oh, I love that. Here's my thing. Like I'm gonna be like one hundo. My thesis is any anyone can get on a competition reality show. But the thing is, you have to have self-awareness. You can't go in your – don't do this in your – I'm going to give you guys all the four one. Don't – do not go in your audition. The biggest thing these casting people hate is, like, someone goes in the audition and says, I'm the smartest person I ever met. I'm the funniest person I've ever met. I'm going to make people laugh all the time. They want to see, like, you showing, not telling. So I think, like, for you both, it's kind of like – look at it as a puzzle. What do you both bring – authentically and unique to yourself that no one else has ever brought to that game not just this season but any season if you can do that and articulate it like get in the first 15 seconds like say you know for me it was like I hate social media I love tennis I'm Indian American I want to rep you know like I focus on all the unique stuff if you can do that and stay consistent and voice your opinion when they ask you stuff like don't ever stay like in the middle really voice yourself and just show the passion you guys have you know, you know, that's, that's, I think that's, that's my two cents. Cause I feel yeah. like everyone just says, Oh, be yourself. Oh, be yourself. But no, you actually gave really great advice. So thank you. For yeah. That. No, I think it's not, it is be yourself, but be what part of you is unique. Like whether it's a job or a hobby or what you do, something peculiar you do that's unique that no one's seen before. That's fresh. That's innovative. And then highlight that. Right. It's like, a, it's like, our attention spans are so quick, so highlight it and make it count. And if you get the call, you know, bring the energy and just keep consistent, you know, and then fight to the end. And you got it, you know? I'm rooting for Perfect. you guys. Great advice. I love that. So we like to do a little segment at the end of all of our interviews where we ask uh, Champagne's followers if they have any questions Let for go. our guests. So we already kind of highlighted this a little bit, but this is a question from a fan asking, is there anything behind the scenes that the fans don't know about that you can reveal to us? They know them all. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, and then do you keep in contact with your fellow Circle friends? I love them, and I love them all. And who are you closest with right now? I love or, them all. Like, in general. You love them all. I, know, okay. I love them all. I mean, like, like I, I talk to all of them. We're always chit-chatting, shooting the shit. Talk to Rebecca, Joey, Sammy, recently Chris. I'm always talking to them all. Ed, um, Antonio. We're always just shooting the shit. Alana. So we're all close. Do you have uh, friends from other seasons as well? Yeah, I love them all. Yeah. The UK versions, the the US versions, some of the Brazilian or France, France, yeah, and Brazil. But yeah, a lot of the US. I love the US. I met them. You guys should call, yeah. The, the, there was like a oh, you guys should come, but there was a rap party for circle season two and three. But yeah, oh a rap LA. party. Yeah, so when the, the show airs, they throw like a rap party in LA. It's super fun. So it's great. Did you rap? <laughs> No, 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 like a rap. No. Like a, <laughs> oh my god, that's not what he meant. Like a finale like a kind of vibe. Oh no, no, no. no like like rap, like, like rap is like the finale, the end, end of it. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant oh, like a legit like rap battle. Let it like go pretty far. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. I could just imagine you guys just oh my god going at it. That's hilarious. So we already kind of touched on this a little bit, but what was your initial reaction to finding out that Rebecca was a catfish? It was like, uh, it was like this. <laughs> you shocked. You shocked. You shocked. I'm sorry, like, I was thrown off my feet. Oh, show. Um, when I was first in the room, though, I was like, uh, this means that I'm probably the mark. And so I initially, then I'm like, oh, no. Does that mean, like, Joey or Sam? Like, you know what I mean? Like, one of my closest mm-hmm. Rebecca. But yeah, I was shocked show okay all right well that wraps up all the questions that we have for you so is there anything that we haven't discussed that you want to share with our listeners i thought we covered them all you guys killed it we let it from beginning to end this was great um stay in touch you two are great this was so fun 
Um, so it was great talking to you today. Let our listeners know where they can find you on social media since you are now an influencer yourself. Before, no, when on the no show way. as a hater? I'm an influencer, not an influencer. Okay, so where can they find your influencer well, profiles at? at? Well, it's Shubal underscore Goyle with two L's. Um, if you follow, follow any of the circle cast, we're all connected. So you could probably that's the easiest way. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for coming with us today. So that was a great combo. That wraps up our interview with Shuban. Thank you so much, Shuban, for joining us. We had a great uh, time yeah. with you today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for coming to my podcast. You're the best. And we have a lot of a lot of content coming your way, so make sure you subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what we've made so far, leave us a review on Apple Podcast with your feedback. We love hearing from you guys. You guys can find me on TikTok at lolath and Champagne at All Things Reality. If you have any requests or comments, you can shoot us an email at allthingsrealitypodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you next week with another episode. Bye.